Today on Maranatha Radio, Pastor Ray Bentley says we can learn a lot from the failures of the Apostle Peter. Every one of us, at one time or another, will fail the Lord. It's at this time that the enemy will come and he'll say, you are a loser and God cannot forgive you. Not true. That is not the message of God. He wasn't through with Peter, and may I say, he is not through with you. Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Humans aren't perfect. If we were, no one would have invented erasers, bumpers, makeup, the court system, or Photoshop. We're all flawed people. Spiritually speaking, all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. But today, Pastor Ray brings good encouragement about making a restart. Luke chapter 22, we're going to look at the story of of Peter, and this is the story of us all. Hope for those who fail. This is the story of when Peter denied the Lord. But it's not really a sad story. This story is a story of tremendous hope. So I want to begin with verse uh, 54, and I'm going to read through verse 60. It says, having arrested him... Obviously, resting Jesus. Now they led him and brought him into the high priest's house. That would be Caiaphas. But Peter followed at a distance. So I want you to notice things as we go along here. You can, I mean, it's so obvious almost that you could probably make, you know, your own outline of how, how does this happen? How do you end up being Jesus' right-hand man and then how do you end up denying the Lord? Well, there's a huge clue right here, but Peter followed Jesus at a distance. Now, when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. And a certain servant girl, seeing him as he sat by the fire, looked intently at him and said, this man was also with him, with Jesus. Now, Peter is petrified at this point because where is he? He's sitting at the fire and Jesus is now being accused. If he's identified with Jesus now, his life uh, is on the line. So verse 57, but he, Peter, denied him, saying, woman, I do not know him. And after a little while, another saw him and said, you also are of them. But Peter said, man, I am not. And then after about an hour had passed, another confidently affirmed, saying, surely this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, man, I do not know what you are saying. Immediately while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed, and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So Peter went out, and wept bitterly. All right, let's uh, look at this very simply and go through the steps here. And I I wanna take not just the negative steps. You know, I I could say Peter followed at a distance, that's obviously what the scriptures say, but what do we learn from that? What we learn is stay close to Jesus, amen? 
Stay as close to Jesus as you possibly can. Now look at verse 55. It says, now when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. So here's the second obvious thing that we can learn from Peter. Avoid comforting yourself by the fires of the enemy. (laughs) That's pretty obvious, right? Why would you say I'm a lover, follower of Jesus Christ and then hang out with those who are enemies of Christianity or the enemies of the gospel or the enemies of those who have a tender or a spiritual heart? And yet people do it all the time. They in their own hearts and lives believe in Christ and they love and they've received Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior and yet they spend their time hanging out, enjoying and comforting themselves by the camaraderie, the fellowship and the fires of the enemies of Christ. How many of you can see that that would be an easy step towards getting into real trouble if you hang out with the enemies of Jesus? So avoid comforting yourself by the fires of the enemy. And let me, let me say by this that I don't mean that you shouldn't have uh, unsaved friends. I think we should. We're, we're salt. We're not called out of the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. So we should have people that, that we are with and that we are around and maybe we have some relationship or even friendship with because we have to be witnesses to them. But this is talking about, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 26 is talking about those who are like brother and like sister. Those that you share your deepest needs, dreams, desires, prayer requests, uh, hopes and dreams. You are really, really intimate. Now the scripture says, how can light and darkness really have fellowship together? Uh, they, they really can't. So I wanna ask you, who are your, are your closest friends, those who are leading you closer to Jesus, Or are there some who are the closest friends who are having maybe too much influence on you, leading you away from him? Someone has well said, if we don't choose the right friends, the wrong friends will choose us. And there there are too many people who just, you know, kind of go along and they just get, you know, invited and asked and they join and then then they go, I don't know what happened. So what does that say to us? We wanna stay close to the Lord Jesus as possible. We wanna be surrounded in moments like this where the enemy is not gonna come through the front door, he's trying to slip, as it were, through the back door. You want somebody close enough to you that says, hey, 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 don't answer that girl. Just don't answer, Peter. Here, come over here. And that's what leads us into the next thing. One of the most obvious uh, things that is missing from this story at this particular moment, here's this girl, she's accusing him, Peter is afraid, he's scared, he's human, Uh, Jesus is being interrogated, they're threatening death. I'm with you, Peter, totally, yeah, we're all in that place. But you wonder, you know, where's the verse that says, and therefore Peter, scared out of his mind, cried out for his friend John and said, John, let's go pray. Let's go seek the Lord. Let's call upon the name of the Lord. Uh, But we notice that Peter did not pray. He didn't cry out to the Lord. He didn't grab John and say, let's seek the Lord. Why? Well, there's some very natural reasons. Number one, Peter was tired. They had passed over the night before. They'd been up or tried to stay up all night. He had fallen asleep. He is weary uh, because now Jesus 
who knows, maybe Peter thought himself, they had just been arguing days earlier that when Jesus gets to Jerusalem this time, he's gonna set up his kingdom. Okay, who gets to sit on his right hand and who's on his left hand when he comes in his kingdom? I think even Peter thought Jesus would ultimately use his supernatural powers to keep the enemy at bay and deliver the kingdom in some powerful supernatural way. So he's confused, he's tired, he's weary, he's worn out. Peter is now at the epicenter of the greatest spiritual battle and warfare in the universe, and he forgot to pray. How many of you in a tight situation have forgotten to pray? Has anybody? I have. Why didn't I pray? Why didn't I call on the name of the Lord? But now, not leaving us just with where we are in this story, but guess what? What do you think after this whole, you know, the, the scene and, and Peter's denial and then forgiveness and Jesus says three times, do you love me, Peter? And three times Peter says, yes, Lord, you know I love you after he rose from the dead and he says, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Peter starts and he preaches on Pentecost. So it's, it's literally just days ahead in the future after the Holy Spirit's poured out and Pentecost happens, the church is born and Peter is in another pressure-filled situation. What do you think Peter did the next time he was threatened, the next time that he was pressured, the next time his life was on the line, when it seemed like the world was ready to cave in on him? Now, I want you to hold your finger in the Gospel of Luke and turn with me to the book of Acts, chapter 4. And if I had time, I'd read the whole chapter to you, but we don't, so I'll kind of give you the scenario. Okay, Pentecost has happened in Acts chapter two. Chapter three, there's, they're on their way into the temple. There's this lame guy, Peter and John are walking into the temple and he's asking alms and they say, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ, the Messiah of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And Peter grabs the guy by the hand and lifts him up. And the guy starts walking and leaping in the temple, praising the Lord and worshiping Jesus as Messiah who just, Days earlier had been crucified as a false messiah. Now he's risen. And they try to, who, who did this? What's going on? That guy, we nailed that guy. We crucified that guy. What is this? And they grab Peter and John, those two guys. And they arrest them. In the first uh, couple of verses of chapter four, it says, as they spoke to the people and the Sadducees came upon them, greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus, the resurrection. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody. And many people had heard the word and about 5,000 people got saved. Then you go down to verse 12, it says, Peter starts preaching, he says, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Verse 13, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized they had been with Jesus. And seeing the man who had been healed, standing with them, they could say nothing against it. Now look with me in verse 19. It says, but Peter and John answered and said to them, because you know, they told him, okay, we're gonna let you go. We're not gonna kill you, but you can't preach anymore in the name of Jesus. And the answer in verse 19, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. In other words, you can threaten us and do whatever you want. We're preaching in the name of Jesus who has risen from the dead. And then down to verse 23, here's where Peter learns 
his lesson. And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them who by the mouth of your servant David has said, why do the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand. The rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ or Messiah. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Amen? Amen. Peter prayed. John prayed. They get thrown in prison. They get threatened within an inch of their lives. Don't you ever preach in the name of Jesus. And they go, you judge whether we should listen to God or to you. We are preaching in the name of Jesus. And then they prayed and they said, and what did they pray for? Lord, give us more boldness. We're gonna be louder. We're gonna be more bold. And they went right back to the temple and kept preaching and God kept adding to the church daily, such as should be saved. Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. We've received so many comments from listeners on what Pastor Ray's teaching and the ministry of Maranatha Radio has meant to them. Thank you, Pastor Ray, for your wonderful teaching. I still listen to you and appreciate the fact that your messages are still available. I'll pray for your family, especially your son, Pastor Daniel, for wisdom as he continues in ministry. It's so encouraging to hear how Pastor Ray's teachings and now that of Pastor Daniel are continuing to touch lives. If you have a message to share, you can email us, ray at raybentley.com or post a comment on our homepage at www.raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley. What is the lesson for you and me? When the pressure is on, when the pressure is squeezing you, when the pressure is against you, when the world is threatening you and accusing you, pray. Pressure means pray, and the more you pray, the more boldness God will give to pierce the darkness. And rather than just surviving and, you know, whoa, wow, we, we put up our shield and, 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 you know, endured all the onslaught of the enemy. No, 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 no. That's just the beginning. You stand up boldly, you put your shield of faith up and go throw your best. Do your best and do your worst. You are not penetrating this shield of faith. And on top of that, you don't just stand and take it, you start moving forward with great power and boldness in prayer and relationship with Jesus Christ. And now we, the church, are banging on the gates of hell, pulling out of the fires and flames of hell, brands that are lost and that are bound for an eternal destiny of being separated from God and in the name of Jesus Christ, saving them and bringing them into the kingdom. It's not that we're just surviving and their threats and oh, we lived, no, 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 no. We're turning it around. We are going after them with great boldness, great faith. 
And here's what I believe, okay? I believe that God is piercing the darkness all over the world. There are estimated over 100 million, somewhere between 100 and 120 million believers in China alone. Do you realize that based on sheer numbers, the most Christian nation on the planet Earth is communist China? God is piercing the darkness in the Middle East. He's blowing down the doors in Bolivia and in Latin America. This is the hour of the kingdom of God. We're going to see the Lord save masses and multitudes, every nation, every language, every kindred, every tribe. It is harvest time, brothers and sisters. This is harvest time. And the harvest is so plentiful, the only problem is there's not enough laborers to gather in all the fruits of what God is doing. Amen? Come on, man, come on. All right, go with me quickly back to uh, Luke chapter 22. Okay, verse 60, but Peter said, man, I don't know what you were saying. And immediately, while he was still speaking, denying the Lord, the rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Now, this story is told four times. I believe that the only time we are told this is by Luke. Remember the Lord told Peter, you're not gonna die for me, Peter, not now. You're not ready. You're bold, you're, you know, you want to, but you, brother, you don't have it yet. And in fact, you're gonna deny me three times before the cock crows twice. Boom. Peter denies him the third time, and you know, that was a sick, whatever, rooster, but the rooster crows. Peter goes, Oh no, I did what I said I wouldn't do and that Jesus said. And at that very moment, they've, they've brought Jesus out with the interrogators and Jesus' eyes turn and lock and meet Peter's. Now, here's, here's what I wanna ask. What was the look of Jesus? Was it a look of anger? Was it a look of, oh man, Peter, I can't believe you did that. Or was it a look of love, forgiveness? Peter, I knew you were gonna do this, but it was a look of love. And I've already prayed for you and I forgive you and I love you and I've got a purpose and a plan for you. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he said to him before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So Peter went out and wept bitterly, not because he was lost, but because he had just been found. He was humbled and brought to repentance by the love of God. Romans chapter two, verse four says, it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. It's not getting you know, whipped and all of that, but it is the goodness of God that really leads us to repentance. Okay, three things that I wanna close with then. The rooster's crow is a sign of hope for you and I. Number one, this is a sign that Christ Jesus is in control. He told him what's gonna happen. Even though Jesus is bound, he's, he's got ropes around him, he seems helpless, in fact, Jesus is the one in this scene who is in charge of everything, even the rooster crowed on cue. Jesus not only had the authority over the wind and the waves and the fish and disease and death, he has control over one little rooster in Jerusalem who crowed on cue. What does that tell us? No matter how dark it may look on the outside, Jesus is always in total control to the smallest little detail. And he loves us. Okay, number two, we learned this was a sign of assurance Peter would be forgiven. The story of the, of the crow, or the, not the crow, the uh, rooster that crows is a story to remind Peter, I, I told you this is gonna happen, 
And Jesus also said, this is what's going to bring your forgiveness. You're going to remember what I said. After Peter had been ignoring and neglecting and forgetting the word of the Lord, all through warming himself by the fire, following at a distance, now he remembered the word of the Lord and the remembering the word of the Lord is what brought him hope. How? Because when Jesus gave the warning about the rooster, he immediately followed the warning of the rooster with a promise of forgiveness and restoration. Read it. Luke chapter 22, verses 31 and 32. Let's read it out loud. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Jesus prophesied, this is what's gonna happen, but you're gonna, I'm gonna forgive you and you're gonna return to me and I have a mission for you. He told him even before, you're gonna strengthen the brethren. That's what Peter did the rest of his earthly life. Thirdly, the, the rooster crowing was the sign a new day has dawned. It was definitely a new day for Peter because he wept and he repented. When's the last time you cried? When's the last time you shed some tears? When's the last time you, you know, literally, I mean, we're emotional beings made in the image of God. That shows a tenderness of heart. And, and that's a, you know, it's not the only sign, but it's a sign that God is at work in your heart. Tears are cleansing. Psalm 51 verse 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. Every one of us at one time or another will fail the Lord. And we will hear, in a manner of speaking, one way or another, the crowing of the cock. It's at this time that the enemy will come when you've failed, when you've blown it, and he'll say, you are a loser, and God cannot forgive you, and God cannot accept you, and you have no purpose, and you have no future, and it is over for you. And you have this feeling of doom and that you, you can't get out of it and you're underneath all of this weight and pressure. You have no future with God. Not true. God is not finished with you. That is not the message of God. He wasn't through with Peter and may I say he is not through with you. There's nothing that has ever surprised the Lord. There's never been one thing that you have ever done where God said, whoa, I didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't know he was going to do that or she was going to do that. God says, I know. Lord, I'm, oh no, oh Lord, I'm so sorry, Lord. I know, I know, I forgive you. And it's his grace and his goodness and his long suffering and his patience, it's the goodness of God that brings the tenderness, the tears and the repentance. Peter's restoration was so complete, he was able to say to the religious leaders later, but you denied the Holy One and the just. Without fear of them saying, no, 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 you denied the Holy ah, no, no, no. Yes, I failed and I, in a moment of weakness, but I have returned to the Lord and His hand is upon me. You have denied the Holy One and the just. First John chapter 1 verse 9 says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Pastor Ray Bentley with insights from the failure of the Apostle Peter and how we can avoid his downfall. Good insight today here on Maranatha Radio. Today's study is titled, Hope for Those Who Fail. If you missed any part of today's presentation, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at raybentley.com.
That's raybentley.com. We hope you'll stop by our site today. When you're there, you can leave a few words in tribute to Pastor Ray's life and ministry. And under media, you'll notice three words, watch, radio, and Devo. Three ways to enjoy Pastor Ray's insights. Plus, click about and find out more about Pastor Ray and find out how you can come into a deeper relationship with the Lord. And at the bottom of the page, you can sign up to receive Pastor Ray's daily devotions via email, free of charge. And then after 30 years on the radio and the passing of Pastor Ray Bentley in early 2022, we are approaching the end of the Maranatha radio program. We'd like to thank you, our dedicated listeners, who've joined us through the years as we've journeyed with Pastor Ray through the Bible. We'll be continuing the broadcast through the remainder of 2023, but we're excited to share that we'll have a dedicated online location to access all of Pastor Ray's content, including video, audio sermons, books, and more. Please visit raybentley.com to follow along with us but we hope you'll stay with us here on the radio through the end of the year. Next time, join Pastor Ray for more from our studies in the book of Luke. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley is an outreach of Maranatha Chapel, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127.